Well, I'm incredibly thankful to have all of you with us today. We are in the second week of a little two-week series called Pause, Moving from Rush to Rest. And of course, here at Hope Community Church, we want to be a caring place where God transforms lives. And I believe that this is part of the transformation that God wants to do in our hearts. He wants us to help, He wants to help us move from rush to rest. And uh, last week, Christy did an awesome job. He delivered a powerful message. And he challenged us to pause. He said, we need to pause for perspective. We are worried. We are distracted today by so many things. But only one thing is needed, and that's Jesus. Jesus is our one thing. So it's, it's fall. You know, that, that transition is coming. We're getting ready to go. Kids are going back to school. Schedules are going to get busy again. Just as your pastor, I want to encourage you today, and I, I want to say, don't let a schedule keep you or your family from the one thing that matters most, and that's Jesus. Jesus is our one thing. So learn how to practice the pause. And just like Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, take time to pause this fall and to spend time with Christ. Well, I've got, let me move this up. Sorry about that. Okay, we'll keep going. Um, I love this idea of pause because pause is different. Pause is radical. Pause is revolutionary. Uh, we live in a culture that, that is constantly in a rush. We're constantly in a hurry. Have you noticed? Have you been driving? People are constantly in a rush. They're constantly in a hurry. I was driving uh, just a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and um, I was coming up to a four-way stop. And there weren't any cars around. It was just me and there was a car behind me. So I come up to this four-way stop, and I do something crazy. I actually stop. I know, crazy, right? Stop sign, stop. Well, the car behind me was in a rush. And it was just me and the car behind me. And so I come up to a four-way stop, and I, crazy, stop. The car behind me honks at me. I stop at a stop sign, and... Somebody honks at me for stopping at a stop sign. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is this how crazy the world has gotten? If you stop at a stop sign, I'm going to honk at you. Don't stop. Keep going. We're the only ones on the road. Got places to go. Have you noticed that people are in a hurry everywhere all the time? All the time. We rush to work, rush to school, we rush our kids. I'm constantly trying to get my children to move a little bit faster out of the house. A few weeks ago, I was literally singing to them, I like to move and move it. I like to move and move it. Like, can we go any faster? We jam-pack our days, we drive too fast. Constantly in a rush, constantly in a hurry. Um, if we have to wait somewhere, wait in line, what do we do? Check our phones, right? If we ever 
actually stopped and did nothing, we feel guilty. That's how sick we are. We are hurry sick. Because if we stop, I should be doing something. I can't just stop. And so what Christu talked about last week, this idea of pause, to pause and be with Jesus, is a radical idea. It is radical in our culture. We're a culture that is obsessed with being busy. And what I want to talk to you about today, and I'm just going to be up front, is, is what I'm going to talk about is actually even more radical and more countercultural and more revolutionary. And this may be the first time you've heard somebody even speak about this from up front. I'm just going to warn you that it might trigger something inside of you. You might get angry. I can't believe God or my pastor would ask me to do this. It might sound impossible to do. So I'd ask you just to listen with, with an open heart. Because I believe that we are not in a good place as a culture. We don't know how to pause. We've forgotten how to rest. And so my challenge today, and what I want to talk to you about, is taking one day every week to pause for a Sabbath day of rest. I don't know if anybody's ever talked to you about that before. But it's something that God has used powerfully in my life. What would it look like for us to stop for a day and rest. What is this idea of Sabbath that we see in the Bible? What is Sabbath? Sabbath is 24 hours that is set apart from our work. So it's one day every week where you don't work, you don't hustle, you don't accomplish anything. It is a day of rest. It's a day of rest for you and your family. It is a day to go to church and to worship God and to be with God and to be with our family. Could you imagine how life-changing it would be for you and your family to practice a day of rest? Can you imagine how awesome that would be? It's an awesome idea. But I think it challenges us on so many different levels. And um, I just want to put those on the table even before I dive in. Because the idea of Sabbath is incredibly difficult. And I think it's difficult for three big reasons. It's theologically difficult. And so the first time I sat and I heard somebody talk about Sabbath, I was like, uh-uh, that's Old Testament stuff. That's the law. I am not under the law. I am free in Jesus. Uh, I can work seven days a week. <laughs> I'm free. So it is difficult theologically. We've got to talk about that. It is culturally difficult to take a day of rest. It's culturally difficult. Because we live in a culture that celebrates busyness. We wear it as a badge of honor. When you ask someone how they're doing, what do they say? Oh, we're busy. It's this pride like, yeah, like look at me. I'm busy.
And so we're, I mean, we're living off coffee. We're driving too fast. We skip meals. We push ourselves. It's go, go, go. We do that to ourselves. We do that to our families. Guys, it is not good. It is not good. And we are killing ourselves. We're killing our families. Our relationship with God is suffering. And you know who is affected the most? Talk to a youth pastor. It's our teenagers. It is not good, you guys. The pace is unsustainable. But it gets to the third one, where we just go, you know what? Practically speaking, it's impossible. Practically speaking, it feels impossible to take a day off. We are so busy. There's so much to do. Practically, it feels impossible. And I just want to be honest. I want to be upfront. We're pre- I'm preaching today, but I'm preaching to myself. And taking a day of rest for our family has not been easy. It's been one of the hardest things that we've ever tried to do. But I'm going to be honest, it's one of the best things that we've tried to do. And for us, for our family, taking a day of rest has been life-changing and it's been life-sustaining for us. And so I just want to encourage you a little bit today to consider this idea of a Sabbath day of rest for you and your family. And I believe that nothing apart from time spent at the feet of Jesus, but really nothing else is going to change your life more than a simple day of rest for you and your family. But it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. So we'll put that out there at the top. All right, so let's go to the Word of God. Let's look at what God has to say. Let's allow God to speak into our lives and into our hearts. And we're going to start out with the Ten Commandments. Keeping the Sabbath is in the Ten Commandments. It's right there by, like, don't murder, you know, don't lie, don't steal. And then there's Sabbath. So I want to read that. It's the fourth commandment. But listen to what God says in Exodus 20, verse 8. I'll put it up on the screen for you. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter. Some of you are teens in this room. It's like, that's you right there. You don't have to do any work on that day. (laughs) Nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. So here's the command, and he goes back to creation. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord... What does it say? Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So Sabbath is command, and Sabbath is blessing. Do you guys see that? It's command, but it's blessing. And this is really important. God is saying, six days we work, but the seventh day is a day of rest. And no one's to do any work. No one's to do any work on the seventh day. It is a day of rest. It is a Sabbath unto the Lord our God. So I want to answer two questions. 
Number one, is Sabbath for us? Is it for us today? And number two, is it even possible? Is it for us? Is it even possible? So let's pray, and then we'll dive in. But I want to put a little bit of my cards on the table. I believe that God created us for a rhythm. And I believe if we'll trust God, and we'll take some steps, that we are in for a wonderful surprise. So let me pray, and we'll dive in. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. God, this is a moment of rest. This is a moment that is holy to you. And we're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in our accomplishments. We are here simply to receive the gifts that you have for us. So God, I pray that you would open our hearts and open our, open our hands, God, to consider this powerful idea of rest. God, we need rest. We're desperate for rest, and you're inviting us into that. So help us to trust you, God. Even as we learn from your word, God, we want to trust you and say yes to everything you have for us, God. So help us this morning. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so first question, is Sabbath for us? Is it for us today? And I would say whether you come from a church background or an unchurched background, um, Sabbath is this amazing gift that God has for every one of us. And my big idea is simply this. God rested, and so should we. It's kind of a crazy idea that God would rest, right? Like, why would God rest? It's interesting. But God rested, and so should we. And so we go, um, we're going to go back to the very beginning of creation, to Genesis 1 and 2. And what we're going to see is that Sabbath isn't just something that's a part of the law. You, it actually goes back much earlier to creation when God made the earth. And what we're going to see is that Sabbath is this amazing rhythm that's in the heart of God, and, and it's all through the pages of Scripture. So we go back to Genesis 1 and 2, and we see that God creates the world in six days. And on the seventh day, what does God do? God rests. He rests. That's kind of crazy to me. God makes the world in six days, and on the seventh day, God rests. So God is making the world. He's, it's, it's amazing. It's magnificent. Um, he looks at it. He says it's very good. And then he stops to rest. And a lot of times in our life, you know, we're working. Things are good. They're going well. And we want to keep going. But God shows us a different rhythm. He looks at it, it's very good, and then he rests from his work on day seven. What day did God create Adam and Eve? What day did God create men and women? Do you guys remember? Sixth day. Good. All right. Good job. So God creates man and woman on day six. Day seven is a day of rest. So think about this. This is crazy. This was blowing my mind this week. Man and woman's first Full day on earth was a day of rest. Isn't that crazy? Man and woman's first day on earth was a day of rest. And what that is, is that is a powerful picture of the gospel. That's a powerful picture of the good news. 
See, God didn't create us for work first. It wasn't work first. It was rest first. It is you are loved first, and everything else flows out of that. See, you were created for a rhythm. And whether you're here as a church person or you're not a church person, God made you for a rhythm. And that's why this idea of Sabbath is so important for us today. Because God rested, and so should we. You were not made to work seven days a week. God rested, and so should we. And not only do we see that in creation, but as we move forward through the story of Scripture and the people of God, we come to Exodus chapter 20, which is a Scripture we read earlier, and we see that this idea of Sabbath rest is not only found in the creation, but it's also found in commandment. And God actually puts a command to rest in the Ten Commandments. It's the fourth commandment. God says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And I just love this idea that God commands us to rest. How awesome is that? Where God's like, hey, you should rest. That's a pretty cool God. God loves us so much, he says, rest. (laughs) He loves you. And he invites you to take a day of rest. But it's the backstory to the commandment that is so incredible. What's the backstory? Well, the people of God, the people of Israel, had been enslaved for 400 years. For 400 years, the Israelites had been slaves in Egypt. They had been slaves to a pharaoh. I don't know who your pharaoh is. But they were enslaved to a pharaoh in 400 years. It was work, work, work. They didn't get a day of rest. They didn't have a day off. They weren't living for the weekends. There was no TGIF. None of that. It was work, work, work. And they were slaves to pharaoh. They were slaves to their work. And so God comes and he redeems them and he sets them free. And he says just so that you never go back to that bondage again, I'm going to put in the Ten Commandments a command to rest because you are free and free people can rest. Free people can rest. And we are no longer slaves to Pharaoh. We are not in bondage to our work. We are free. And free people can rest. And God says, just so you don't go back to that bondage again, just so you know how much I love you, I'm going to put it in the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. God rested. So should we. It's not just a command. It is an invitation. It is command. It is a blessing. And it is an invitation to freedom and joy and rest. And that's what we see in Jesus Christ. So we have creation, we have commandment. We have creation, we have commandment, and we have Christ. And, and listen to what Jesus says in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Jesus said to them, 
The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And I love this. What's Jesus saying? He's saying the Sabbath is made for you. It's a gift. It's a gift. Why do you think God, why do you think when Jesus was here, he healed people on the Sabbath day? Maybe it's because the Sabbath day was meant to be healing. Why do you think he cast out demons on the Sabbath day? Maybe because the Sabbath day was meant to be a day of freedom from oppression. The Sabbath was made for you. It's a gift. It's an invitation. And then Jesus says something so powerful. He says, the Son of Man, he's speaking of himself, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. What's Jesus saying there? He's saying, I am the Lord of rest. I am the Lord of rest. And Sabbath is going to be 24 hours of trusting in the Lord. It's 24 hours of trusting in the sovereignty of God. See, your rest needs a Lord. And Jesus is the Lord of rest. But your rest needs a Lord to truly rest. We come and we trust that Jesus is Lord, and there's rest in that. And it is a powerful picture of the gospel. It's a powerful picture of the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we're not saved by what we do. Christianity is not a matter of religion. It's a matter of the heart. It's not our works that save us. Jesus saves us. He did the hard work. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead. He reigns over heaven and earth. And he is our Lord of rest. And so we are not saved by our own works. We're saved by resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And that's why the book of Hebrews says there still remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. It is the rest, the complete rest that we have as we trust that Jesus is Lord. And I'm telling you, that is the Sabbath that'll change your life. It's coming to Jesus and resting in the fact that he is Lord and trusting him and his finished work on the cross. Because I'm not saved by my good works. I'm not a saved, saved by my accomplishments. I'm saved by what Jesus accomplished on the cross for me. And if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ, and rested in him. Don't leave here today without talking to somebody about that. But that is true rest. So what is Sabbath? The Sabbath for us, I think Sabbath is, for, is a human thing. We are crazy busy. And God rested, and so should we. God created us for a rhythm. Listen, it's not about legalism. It's not about blue laws. It's not about any of that. We're not under the law. That's the book of Galatians, which, by the way, we're going to start studying in two weeks. 
going to be our fall series, the book of Galatians. We're not under the law. It's not about laws and rules. It's about God creating us for a rhythm. God rested, so should we. So what would it look like to practice Sabbath? And my encouragement is pretty simple. Try it out. (laughs) Just try it out. Try it out. Try out a day of rest. Put a day next Sunday or whatever it is. Try it out. Put it on a calendar. We're going to try it out. Listen, it will ruin you. For, uh, for our 10-year anniversary, we went to an all-inclusive beach resort in St. Lucia. That ruined me. All I want to do is go hang out on a beach, okay? Try it out. It will ruin you. You'll never want to go back to that out-of-control life again. And some of you, you're here today, and your life is so crazy. It's so busy. And you know that something needs to change. See, we are doing a crazy experiment in our culture where we push ourselves and we push our families and we push our kids and God gets the leftovers. That's not, that's not good. We can't keep doing that. Something has to change. And so here's my encouragement. Try out a day of rest. Just try it out. Try out a Sabbath day. I'm telling you, you'll never be the same. Do it with your family. This will be your kid's favorite day of the week. It will be. Try it out. It'll change your life. So what does Sabbath rest look like? First of all, I want to say it's not about rules and laws. A Sabbath day is not about rules and and laws. Christianity is a matter of the heart. So it's not about the letter of the law. It's about the spirit of the law. It's meant to be a day of rest. So, here's a good example. You get to pick the day. It doesn't have to be Sunday. Like, I'm a pastor. You guys know pastors only work one day a week, right? (laughs) Sunday. So, Sunday is a terrible Sabbath day for my family. This is not a day of rest for me. So, for our family, I work typically Sunday to Thursday. So, Friday is a great day day of Sabbath rest for our family. But for some of you here today, Sunday's going to be a great day. In the Old Testament, what day was their Sabbath day? If you're Jewish, what day was it? Saturday, right? It's not about the laws. It's not about the rules. It's about rest and trust, having a day where we trust God with our work. So first of all, it's not rules and laws. But actually what the day looks like is pretty simple. We're going to do three things. First of all, we're going to stop. And here it is. What does Sabbath rest look like? We're going to stop. We're going to stop working for 24 hours. Um, We're going to stop our paid work and our unpaid work. So what's unpaid work? That's like yard work, house work, uh, home work. (laughs) So we're going to stop working for 24 hours. In other words... I, want to, I can't believe I'm going to have to actually tell people this. I'm like, we're going to take 24 hours and we're going to work as little as possible. Yes. <laughs> we're going to work as little as possible for 24 hours. Because um, we're going to take a day and stop. We're going to stop working for 24 hours. Um, then what we're going to do, we are going to rest. We're going to rest. 
We're going to take 24 hours and rest. What does that look like? I think it's a day where we do things that restore and rejuvenate us. It's a day for relaxing and rest and, and healing. It's the, it's the idea of a recovery day. I don't know if you've ever, you know, done workout or exercise or things like that, and, and you need that recovery day. That's what Sabbath day is. It's a day of rest. And, and for our family, it's a day for family time. Right now we're on an ice cream kick. <laughs> uh, it's a day where we get to stay in our pajamas a little bit longer. It's a day for spending a little extra time in the Word and prayer. Do things that are restful for you. Rest is going to look different for every person in this room. Maybe it's taking a nap or watching a movie. But whatever it is, we want a day of rest. <laughs> Do nothing, in other words. Do nothing. Rest. Relax. So it's a day to stop. It's a day to rest. Last one. It's a day for worship. And we get that in, in Exodus where, where God says, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So a Sabbath day is a day that is holy to the Lord. It's not a day to take a break off. It's not a day to take a break or a day off from our relationship with God. It's a day to press into our relationship with God. So we're going to go to church. We're going to spend time with our family. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. Maybe you have a small group. Maybe it's a day to eat a family meal together, to do what Jesus did, and to open up our table to people who need the love of Jesus Christ. It's about a day of worship. And worship is up, it's in, it's out, just like Jesus. We're going to stop, we're going to rest, we're going to worship. That's actually pretty easy, right? That's not complicated. It's, it's so simple to take a day of rest, and it's so amazing. you got to try it out. Try it out. Put it on your calendar. Put a day. This is my day of rest. And then put some boundaries around it. Say, we're going to make sure this happens this week. We're going to have a day to rest. If you do that, it'll change your life. Your body wasn't meant to go and be pushed seven days a week. God created you for a rhythm. He created you for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for you. And if you'll take some steps, if you'll trust the Lord of rest, I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. It's going to transform your life. It'll transform your family. Your kids are going to love it. God rested, so should we. Okay, so as we wrap up, just want to point out, Sabbath isn't hard. You were made for Sabbath. That's not the hard part, right? The hard part is doing it. The hard part comes from the courageous choices that we're going to need to make to actually pull that off. The hard part is establishing some priorities in our life. I believe that busyness is a choice. And many of us choose to be busy. Many of us find identity in our work. We find identity in our busyness. And today is an opportunity say, my identity is in Christ. I rest first. I'm loved first. What if we began 
to do something radical and revolutionary? What if we began to make some courageous choices, not only for ourselves, but for our families and the next generation? What legacy are we going to leave? Is it going to be identity in our work? Is it going to be pushing ourselves? Or are we going to learn to find ourselves in this beautiful rhythm that God created for us? In 1924, Eric Liddell was like a sign bolt. He was fast. And in 1924, he was the favorite to win the 100-meter dash in the Olympic Games. The gold was his. It was his to lose. When Eric Liddell found out that the 100-meter dash was going to run on a Sunday, as a Christian, as a man who had lived in this rhythm of rest and Sabbath. Eric had to make a courageous choice. This is the gold medal on one hand, but on the other, it's this blessing of Sabbath. And so Eric made a courageous choice. And on that day, in 1924, instead of getting a gold medal, he went to church and he worshiped just like every other Sunday. And I know that's crazy, that's radical. Who would do that? Eric Liddell did that. Well, he still had two other races. He still had two, two other opportunities. But he it was the 200 and the 400. And he wasn't the favorite to win either of those. He ran the 200, and he got a bronze. But he was even less likely to win the 400. Well, on the day of the 400 race, there was an American runner, Jackson Schultz. This American runner comes up to him. It's an amazing story. He, he hands him a note, and Eric opens it up, and scratched on this note is a, a verse from 1 Samuel. And it says, it says, God, it says, I will honor those who honor me. And so, in 1 Samuel, God said, I will honor those who honor me. And so Eric Liddell ran with that note, the 400, in his hand. And not only did he win the gold medal, he broke the world record. It's an unbelievable story. But he made a courageous choice. Busyness is a choice. And God invites us to this radical rhythm of work and rest and Sabbath rest. And I believe that for those who make that choice, God is going to honor that. He's honored that in my life. And he's going to honor that in your life. Sabbath is not something we have to do. Sabbath is something we get to do. And I want to invite you to try it out. Put a day on the calendar. See how it changes your life. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you're the Lord of rest. 
And as we come to Jesus Christ today in the cross, we're, we're reminded very powerfully that you did the hard work. And that our hope, our salvation, our identity, it's not in our work. It's in Christ who died on the cross and rose from the dead. And so we get this amazing opportunity to experience Sabbath rest every single day as we trust in you. But God, I pray that you would give us courage to live in a rhythm that is healthy, that is life-giving. God, I pray that you would forgive us Forgive us for being slaves to the pharaohs. Forgive us, God, for being slaves to culture and slaves to Egypt. God, we are free. We have been redeemed. You know us. You've called us by name, and we are free. And free people can rest. So bless my friends here today with the gift of rest and the gift of peace, the gift of joy. Lord, for those who are here today with worry and stress and burdens on their backs and their shoulders, who are distracted and worn out and burned out, God, lift the burden. We lift our burden, Lord of rest, and we say, Jesus, I trust you today. I trust you, God. Heal us. Free us. Breathe new life into our souls. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Come on, let's stand.